Hey family, welcome back to another episode of the Generation One podcast. I'm here with the fellas. How y'all feeling? Chilling. Great. Good. Everything is Are we ready for this conversation? Let's do it. Okay, so today we are talking about condemnation. Y'all, that's such a heavy word. It is. But let's just, let's get into it. Okay, so I feel like I know the answer to this, but have you guys ever struggled from shame or condemnation? And if you have, how did you deal with it? Hmm. Everybody (laughs) was like, simultaneous. No "Hmm." way. It's crazy. We felt that one clearly. Yeah, nah, for real. <laughs> Man. Never felt condemnation and how did we deal with it? Yeah. How did it make you feel? You know? Uh, it made me feel less than. Uh, I had to deal with how I didn't see myself properly in order for me to deal with the condemnation. Uh, I think getting to the root, because I think condemnation or shame could be like the, the, the surface, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But once you dig deeper and understand that, okay, I'm seeing them <laughs> I'm seeing how they see me. I'm not seeing myself how God sees me. So the way I started with dealing with it was dealing with how I saw myself, you know? Um, and then recognizing that the way they saw me isn't always the way that God sees me. And being intentional about speaking to myself properly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? That's good. How long, I mean, I feel like when you have to face yourself, that's tough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how long did that take you, like, to get there? You know, because I assume, I feel like, especially as men, you guys don't, I mean, that doesn't come natural, I would say, Mm-mm. you know? Yeah. So I'm like, how did you arrive to the point where you're like, all right, like, this really starts with me. Like, you know, I need to really do that deep dive. I recognize that I didn't like how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm still unlearning. It's not, you know, that scripture that says, I've not yet attained. You know, mm-hmm. I haven't attained all that God has called me to be yet, but I'm striving to be closer and closer to that version of myself that that God sees all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a constant, like it's daily, like that dying to yourself, you know? That's good. Yeah. I, I think I had to get to a point where I understood like the difference between condemnation and conviction. Yeah. Because, you know, when you do certain things, like, yes, you're supposed to like feel a way so that you don't make the same mistake. I found that condemnation just kept me in that spot. Like I mm-hmm. didn't, it didn't make me like not want to do what I did that made me feel bad. It just made me feel worse about myself, which would lead me back to the place, you know, doing something wrong again. Yeah. So I think that, yeah, for, for me, it was, to answer your question, like how did I know if it was condemnation or not? It was because, yeah, I, I kept my, like I kept myself in like a, just a place of like negativity. I would mm-hmm. be talking differently. I would be talking to myself differently. And that's another way, like that's that's a trigger. Like if I find myself like in a lot of negative self-talk, I know I'm like, oh, I'm in a place of condemnation and not conviction. Mm-hmm. Um, and conviction is supposed to grow you and, you know, evolve you. And so I think, yeah, I, I wanted to to actually grow from those experiences and not just like stay there. Yeah. Uh, and then that also, it, staying in a place of condemnation means that you have valued how you think of yourself versus how God sees you. You know, God chose to save all of us despite the things that we've done, the things that we're doing currently and what we're going to do. So like, if he found us worthy of being saved, you know, why are we continuously thinking that we're not? You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So I'm trying, like, what helped me with that was trying to put myself or see myself the way that God sees me. And that's difficult, but... He, it's all through the Bible. Yeah. Like there are so many amazing people. Like, I was just talking to one of my friends. Like David is always everybody's like you know favorite character in the Bible. But he did some things. Yep. But he doesn't like <laughs> when you think about David. You're not thinking about oh yeah yeah he murdered uh forgot Uriah. 
If, was that the name? It's the guy. I might bust you. Don't, don't come familiar. for me. I think it's, yeah. it's something with a you, though. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously, he, he slept with Bathsheba, and that was adultery. But we think about the giant first. So, yeah. like, I feel like that's also how God sees us. He sees the most beautiful parts, not just the things that, you know, we could, uh, um, we can improve on. Yep. Mm. Yeah. I love that. I like how you say you keep yourself in that place. Like, you keep yourself in a place that's bad. It's like you imprison yourself mm. because of the shame you feel. Or you condemn yourself or feel condemned. Like, that's a good reminder. Um, something I felt one day is that, like, we keep ourselves captive mm. um, a lot of times, you know, and God has called us to be free. He set us free. And I think it is easy to keep yourself captive and keep yourself locked up in this certain way of being when you feel condemnation or shame. Um, I think shame is something I would wear but condemnation is like that, like strike down I feel for doing something. Like if I sin or fall short, I feel condemnation, mm -hmm. you know, like, and like you said, conviction and condemnation, two different things. God's trying to correct you on a certain path. And like, this is how you should be. This is who you are. And then you feel condemned, like, or the enemy will make you feel condemned and like change that voice up. Yeah. And like, you are bad and not worthy because of this. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it gets tough to like find out what that voice is for sure. That's really good. Yeah. What about you? I mean, can we talk about like the shame of having shame or like the condemnation of having condemnation? Just because mm. I struggle with that. Like mm. I will shame myself double because I know I'm walking in shame. Mm. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So it's like, but I know that's just like all the enemy, you know, but it is hard because I am a perfectionist and I am like, you should, I mean, you should, to myself, it's like, you should have this down by now, Michaela. Like you should yeah. figure this out. Like you're anointed. You're all these things, you know, but when you were talking about like actually facing yourself and looking yourself in the mirror, I do struggle with that sometimes mm. just because I know that is going to be like a deep dive. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like to your point, like shame is something that I, I did wear. Mm -hmm. And I think for a while it was like, I don't want to say like armor, but it kind of was like an armor, you know? And to your point of like the David thing, like there's a level of humility in that, you know, mm -hmm. where it's like you okay, maybe you're supposed to have it figured out, but you're also not. Like, this is your first time doing all of this, mm -hmm. you know? So I had to humble myself. And it's like, if, you know, if God says, like, you can make mistakes, like, wh like why do you feel like you can't? You yeah, know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. yeah, I really had to deal with the shame of having shame. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just not, like, letting that do it, you know, just, I'll, I'll spiral, you know, when it comes to that, just because I can't always get it right. Yeah. But I really feel like the enemy does try to keep me in that place. So yes. I have to just you know, climb out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense? I think, yeah, I think with shame especially, it's like the enemy offers us up shame to like, to have, and it becomes our identity because mm -hmm. we'll feel something and then we'll become it. So I'll feel shame and now I'm walking in shame and now I'm identifying myself with shame. And I think that's the slippery slope with, with sin. And it's, it's as long as I can keep you feeling shame and cloaked in shame and feeling less than you'll never live how God has truly called you to live. Mm -hmm. And so I know for me, especially my battles with sin, um, shame has been the the main thing that will keep me from stepping up to a podcast mic or will keep me from right. wanting to go and feel like I have a word for somebody because I'm feeling shame and I'm identifying myself as, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm bad. God's not rocking with me right now. I'm this, I'm that. And I'll get really low down with myself, but I have all this to actually offer somebody else, you know, that God is trying to use me with. But I can keep myself from that if I'm just wearing that shame. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, like, we have one identity. Like, God, we are, we are the one person that God has created. Mm -hmm. That's our true identity. That's who he's created. That's how he sees us. 
Um, but then we'll see ourselves as our sin because it's tough. We're living flesh and spirit. Mm-hmm. So we see ourselves in the flesh and the spirit. So when we do something that is fleshly and evil, it's hard to also believe I am who God says I am. Right. And in his, in his eyes, you know, I am whole. It's hard to see that. And so for me especially, I had to have a healthy relationship with repenting and then believing what I just repented of. Like, okay, I repent. That isn't me. I am this. And then I have to remind myself who I really am so I don't stay condemned. Um, and then knowing, like sometimes I would, I'll, I'll, I'll share this story. I share this all the time. Um, I had I had been caught up in a pattern of just battling sin, battling pornography. And I would come back to God and I would always just say, why do you still talk to me? Why do you still listen to me? And he answered back. He said, because you listen to me mm. immediately. And I'm like, well, why, why do you still want to use me? Why do you still want to do this and that? Um, and I was coming back to him to ask for forgiveness again later because I'm carrying the shame. And he literally cuts me off as I'm talking to him. He says, I have already forgotten immediately. I've already forgotten. You're the one who's replaying your sin and your evil and wearing that all day. I've already forgotten. Like, I'm not thinking about you that way. We're not walking that way. Um, And so that gave me freedom to, when I mess up, to know he's going to forget and he's not even seeing me that way anyways. I'm seeing myself that way. That's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, and I, I want to pose a question, but I think when it comes to like uncovering shame and like condemnation, I know for me, like there were just things that like, I really thought I was over, mm-hmm. you know, that were like bringing me shame that I didn't even, I didn't, I didn't know until mm-hmm. I knew, you know? So I do want to know like, maybe like what's one thing that you guys had to like, maybe that came back up. I know for me, it was probably like, like my past relationships and stuff mm-hmm. and like toxic or abusive relationships. And it's, for me, it's like, um, when you hear like, Oh, you were in an abusive relationship. I do get shame immediately. Cause like everyone's like, well, why you or how you, you know? And it's like, I don't, I don't think they do it on purpose, but in a way it does bring shame. Cause you're like, well, you know, I don't know why, you know? So yeah. I had to really sit with myself and ask myself, well, why Michaela? Cause if that question is triggering you, like there's a reason, you know why? And then really once I got over that, it really was like, I started digging into like childhood trauma and things that Mm -hmm. I just simply did not know, you know, was there. Mm -hmm. But I think once I dug into that, when someone else would say it to me, it wouldn't trigger me Mm because I would know my why, you know, or I would have enough grace in that situation to be like, you know, I did do that, but you can't shame me for that, you know, because like, I know why. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Perfect sense. So, I mean, what are some things you guys have had to like, dig up or uncover specifically, you know, that have brought you shame and maybe you didn't know it until it was there. That's interesting what you said. I almost want to touch on it real quick. That's cool. But what you said, even like, even how you described, um, like you'll feel shame for being in that situation. Um, and then you trace back why, like we don't do anything randomly and everybody has this different thing. That's their thing that they struggle with. It's like that brokenness within us is attracted to something as a coping mechanism. And so even the enemy like makes us feel bad for doing these things, but it's just an area that he knows we need healing and we're broken. And so we're coping in that way. And then he makes us feel shameful for coping that way. But like, there's a reason, like our flesh isn't dumb. It knows what it's doing. It knows why, it, why it's reaching for certain things. And so we need to look at our flesh actually with the power of the spirit and with the, and with the wisdom that God gives us and say, why are you reaching for that thing mm-hmm. to cope? You know, so why do you crave this sin? Why do you crave this thing? Like you said, then you can trace it back and be like, oh, well, that's why. I'm, I don't actually just 
love pornography. I don't actually just love being drunk all the time. I'm trying to cope because of this thing within me. So you got to watch where your, where your flesh is reaching and why, and then you trace it back. Like, that's why yeah. this thing, then, then with God's power, with it, with his spirit, you overcome and you heal that spot because we feel so bad for the evil that we're doing, but there's a reason, Yeah, you know, that's so good. You know what too? Also, you ever think that that question kept coming up because that was a part of God's healing for you? Honestly, low key, really yeah. Good. Because I don't, I would say the people that asked me had like no intention of shaming that me. That part. Yeah. It was mm -hmm. just me getting triggered, mm -hmm. you know, and me never wanting, like to keep that, I would want to keep that hidden because I'm like, I don't want to identify with that, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? But yeah, honestly, it was literally, it needed to come up. That's good. And I wasn't, well, I probably, I might have eventually, but I wasn't going to dig it up because I'm like, no, you know, you're strong. You're you're beautiful. You're about you know just like let's keep the outside appearance good. Keep it pushing, and you know you're good. So I probably wasn't gonna dig it up if that wasn't repeatedly prompted. Mm -hmm, to be mm -hmm. honest, it's mm -hmm. good. Yeah, yeah. But you had you was asking uh, what are some things that we had to dig up? Yeah, specifically. The way I desire to be a husband, um, and a leader in multiple facets was not what I was shown. And I feel like I condemn myself, right? Therefore, there's no condemnation for those. But I condemn myself because I feel like, like you said, I should have been further along in this, this, this husbandry, or I should have been further along in in my communication of like walking this, walking in this authority. And you know what I'm saying? First of all, I had to recognize that it wasn't my authority anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, it was delegated to me, and it was through the Holy Spirit that I have. The, the capability to call out and speak against and stand up for what is right. But at the end of the day, justice and vengeance is the Lord's. Mm -hmm. So I had to unlearn that it wasn't, oh, let me say this right. I had to unlearn what I saw and then learn the right thing. And as I was learning the right thing, that's when the, the condemnation came. Mm -hmm. Because I was, I would go from being fleshly to being very spiritual. And then there are moments where you come out of the spirit and you're back human, you're back fleshly. And because I was in my flesh, it was like, I would look at my flesh and say, ew, <laughs> you know? Like I literally would say, wow, like I'm learning all of this stuff about me, who I am in the spirit, and it doesn't match up with what my flesh is. Mm. But in all actuality, that's, that's normal. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like. My fleshly appearance does not resemble my my spiritual appearance. Wow. Does it make sense what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. That's deep. Yeah. That unlearning is so important because we pick up so many things like growing up or like in relationships or just, you know, on the way. Mm -hmm. We pick up so many things that we don't even know. And really until you make room and do the unlearning, it's really hard for you to learn, you know, the right way. Yeah. So that is really important. Yeah. yeah. And then also, my bad, bro. I'm sorry. You straight. It also, it affected how I showed up in rooms. Mm. Because I felt like I wasn't equipped. Yeah, you know. So that didn't happen to that. That mm -hmm. imposter syndrome is mm -hmm. huge. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's it's a thing that I daily, literally, <laughs> that I have to fight with daily. So yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I want to go back to what you were saying too about like like digging it up because I um when I was battling with pornography, I had to really like go back and like trace like, why am I going to this? Cause it's not just, right, exactly. Like you don't just grow up loving pornography. Random, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that would be kind of weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> tracing things back to realizing like something happened in my childhood that created this like hypersexual like element of my life. Yeah. 
And, you know, when I was battling with pornography, like, super heavy, I can always remember, like, talking to myself, like, like terribly about what I just did, but, like, mm -hmm. about myself. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't talk to the four-year-old Isaiah that way. And that I think that that helped with learning how to see myself. You know, I like how you made it kind of like shame becomes an identity thing because it is entrapping yourself in, you know, the thing that you did versus what God says about you. Um, I think the purest version of any human being is the child. And so when I started seeing Isaiah, you know, when at that age that things happened to me, it was no longer like I was finally able to, to, to decipher between the two things, the, the flesh, the sin, and, you know, who God called me to be. And so trying to embody that version of myself, again, the pure version mm -hmm. versus just, um, you know, acting out of whatever I was feeling in the moment. Yeah. And I think that that was probably the most important part for me, like getting over the shame and then even getting through that, uh, that problem with pornography because I was seeing myself incorrectly, but I wouldn't have known had I not dug deep first. Um, so we can't just look at sin at face value. You know, there's there's something that is connected to it. Um, and it's it sometimes it's yeah. even different than just like, yeah. you know, something that happened in your childhood. It could be the people that you're hanging around, it could be a lot of things. Um, but to but to look at to look at sin for what it is as the action is to totally miss the idea of it because sin is to miss the mark. Yeah. So something is causing you to be inaccurate with the way that you're moving. Yep. Um so it is the most important thing. If you're dealing with shame, the most important thing you can do is really trace back and see why something is happening. Mm -hmm. uh, and it'll also cause you to have more grace for yourself mm -hmm. and not keep that negative self-talk going. The enemy is the one that provides shame. Humans do not do that and God would not do that. So if he's putting that in your mind, the worst thing that you can do is confirm it with your lips. And so for yeah. me, mm -hmm. keep saying, oh, Isaiah, you're perverted, you're nasty, yeah. you're disgusting. That was keeping me in that identity. Exactly. But now I'm looking at the four-year-old version, the pure boy, you're loving, you're light, you're all these kinds of things. And that mm -hmm. was able to really heal me from that. So yeah, yeah. yeah that that that's the biggest one for me, man. Dig that's deep. That's so that's really good. Thing. It's a good reminder, yeah. It's like it's like scolding the fruit when you should be looking at the tree that's producing the fruit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you're, you're freaking out over this fruit. This is bad. This yep. is well, why is it being produced? Right. Mm -hmm. Go over here. Go back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Correct that thing. That's so yeah. good. So what happens when like, I don't want to say when we mess. So let's, I'm going to use an example. Like say you've been off pornography a year, two years and say you slip, you know, or say like I get myself, I've been growing, I'm healthy. Say like I slip back into toxic relationship. I feel like for me, that is when the shame really hits. Like when I'm no longer trying to walk in my flesh mm -hmm. and I've been doing things like the right way and I just mess up or I slip. That's when I'm like, girl, you know, we've come this far. Mm. For me, that's when the condemnation hits me even harder than when I was just like fleshly and worldly. You know what I mean? For sure. So how do you guys navigate that space? That's an incredible question <laughs> yeah. that we all need to answer. That's I'm amazing. going to say, um, so I had a radical encounter with God last year and uh, God exposed some of those issues um, that I was dealing with pornography, uh, pornography sexual lust and he took them away. And like, I remember a freedom uh, that I was walking in and then I had fallen back into it. And I was like, God, there's no way because like, I know you took it. Like yeah. we had mm -hmm. like a thing yeah. and I fell back into it and I was like, there's no way. And I remember not saying nothing. Cause I'm like, and I came on a podcast and talked about it. So I'm like, I'm gonna be the guy that's got a double back. Um, <laughs> so that was tough. But I think that uh, you gotta understand 
you build things out of habits as well. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to yes. if I had I known, you know, what was causing me to do the thing, it would help me in those situations that would trigger me to do the thing. Exactly. But humans are habitual. It takes time to unlearn those kinds of things. Those. Uh, those uh, those things that provide comfort in times of sorrow. Like for me, pornography was something that I went to, like, you know, if I was upset about something, if I was stressed. Um, and so, but my body has to catch up with the fact that it doesn't do that anymore. Yeah. Again, have grace. Like it takes time. Like deliverance is something that you walk through. Sometimes, look, it happens for some people where it's just taking away the taste yeah. out of their mouth. Mm-hmm. That was not my story. And I was so yeah. mad about it because I thought it was. But like, you really have to walk through that. And, and that's when accountability comes in. Yeah. And so I think for me, the doubling down on the shame of like thinking that you're good off something that you go back to it, you immediately want to stop talking about it because you don't want to embarrass yourself. But that mm-hmm. is the very thing that will lead you to keep continuing to fall back into the sin yeah. versus actually being able to go to your accountability and heal from it. Yeah. Um, but it was hard. The thing for me is actually saying something. And that's me in general. It's not even when I have shame about something. Like, I'm not always the best at, uh, 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 like, uh, what am I trying to say here? Uh, expressing my emotions and stuff like that. Like, my main thing, I just need to open my mouth. And I do it in my songs, and that'd be it. I, I can write how I feel in the music, but it's hard for me to do it, like, just regularly. Yeah. But I think that that's the most important part. You got to speak about it. Like, shame usually is going to keep you quiet. Uh, and I talked about this in From Suffering to Glory, but great podcast, by the way. If y'all haven't seen that, go back. It's amazing. It's a classic. Um, it's but a classic. one thing that shame does, <laughs> it, it, it makes you put a, a like a, like I imagine like if you get a wound, mm-hmm. you wrap it up, you've closed it off, therefore it can no longer heal. The bleeding won't be everywhere, so nobody knows, but it can't be healed anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Once you take it off and expose it, then things can be healed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for I, I think it's really just, you got to continue talking about it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's some shame in you struggling to express your emotions? Do you think there's any shame behind that? <laughs> wow, that is. Hey, that's the. You talking right? Yeah. I, I, I can't even answer that question right now. Okay. okay. Um, wow. That that could be though, and that's something that I'm gonna, I'm gonna really think about. Um, because maybe there is, and again, that's something that I gotta think about. Okay, did I express my emotions one time and it was rejected or something like yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Um. Because that, that really could be it. I know that, um, I think when I was younger, I used to like, in not enjoy, but I would always like to 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 discover things on my own and like like get through things by myself. So I think that there's a, maybe like a sense of pride there. Mm. And so that's why I would rather get through things on my own and like have everything happen personally and like me not really share with anybody. Mm. Um, but I know that there's probably more to that. So I, I appreciate you asking that because I'm going to go home and get in my notes. Yeah. Yeah. Just because I really can. Re- Sorry, you going to say something? No, no, go ahead. I really can relate to that when it comes to specifically like expressing my emotions or really just like being feeling like I can be myself. Mm-hmm. Because if it was rejected in my past or if it was like if my light was dimmed or like if someone did try to chop me down, you know, mm-hmm. when I when I was confident and all those things. I do associate shame with that, like now, you know, yeah. when it comes to expressing myself or like, you know, can you really be silly, be yourself? Like, will they judge, you know? So mm. that's why I ask, because I definitely can identify yeah. with that. And for mine, for me, there was shame mm. behind that. Yeah. For sure. Mm. I think it's important to remember too, we always have the potential to sin because yeah. we are always still bound in this flesh. Yep. So we always have that potential. Like that we have the Holy Spirit, so we have power over it. Mm. And we should walk by the spirit, but we always have the potential to sin, to, to backslide, to miss the mark again. Um, it's just the reality. Yep. And, and, and I think when you were talking, 
what I was hearing was mental deliverance. Yeah. Is like we get spiritual deliverance, you know, who the sun sets free is free indeed. Yeah. And then God can deliver us right. as well through these you know, through prayer and fasting, mm-hmm. all these different things. But also you have to mentally deliver yourself and stay mentally delivered. Mm-hmm. It's just like reading the Bible all the time. You you meditate on the word. The Bible is true in power regardless. It's only true in power in you if you read it and meditate on it. So like when I'm at my my peak is because I'm reading that scripture, believing it, walking it out. Yep. Um, or I'm, I'm living by the spirit. But then I could backslide if I'm not being fed those things. Mm-hmm. I'm not feeding my spirit. Oh. It's it's easier to go back. It doesn't mean that I'm any less in progress with God. It doesn't mean I'm any less anointed. I'm just not being fed the right thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so and good. so it's just to stay mentally in that space. That's why I meditate on the word day and night. Yes. Okay, this will keep me free. You know, it talks talks about when you when you read about the bondage of sin mm-hmm. and like to not be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. As Paul says in Galatians, you're, you're not going to want to put on that yoke of slavery because yeah. I'm reading that actively. You know, rid yourselves of these things. Yeah. Rid yourselves. But if I'm not reading it, I'm not thinking I'm going to rid myself of this. I'm not going to do this thing. You know, so it just yeah. just staying mentally delivered is important, too. You know what? You you confirm you are confirming what I was thinking about saying. Mm. Right. Because you're meditating, you're meditating. And you're saying, I don't want to go back to this this cycle, these steps that I've taken to get into slavery. I think the way to stay free from falling into the sin is paying attention to the steps you take to get to the sin, mm-hmm. right? So if you, God, it says that God always provides a way out of sin, yes. right? To avoid it, to get away from it, right? Mm-hmm. We resist the devil, the devil, and he will flee. But if you can't, if you're having a problem resisting, God will provide a way out for you, mm-hmm. right? In order for you to know the way out, you got to know the way in to sin, That's good. right? For me, it was, okay, how did I end up to pornography? Mm-hmm. How did I end up in this shame? It was, I scrolled, I clicked something. I meditated on the thing that I clicked on. Mm-hmm. Yes. I got to a space where I wanted to act on the thing that I clicked on. I got up, I walked to somewhere, I sat on the couch, I grabbed whatever, right? And now I'm in a place where I'm in shame now. Mm. Yeah. But because I know the steps, right? Yeah. I know, okay, I'm taking a step. I'm hungry. I'm angry. I'm lonely. I'm tired, yeah. right? The halt. That's, you yeah. know, listen, mm. you game that I got from my, my OG, I'm sharing it with the world, right? If you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired, you shouldn't make a decision. Mm. Right. Mm. <laughs> and if you are in those things, and you have to make a decision. Take a second and meditate. Talk to God. Right. But those how that's how you avoid falling into sin. It's good. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. mm-hmm. you know how you got there. Right. Yeah. That's great. Another bro. way in you and out. That's yeah, so that's good. really good. You create a battle plan around that. That mm. part. Yes. That part. Create a battle plan. Yes. Sure. You will be SOS. tempted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, listen. If you struggle, the send the eyeballs. Hey, mm-hmm. now. <laughs> hey, send not the those kind of eyeballs. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. The, hey, what you can? You, the eyeballs are universal. Mm-hmm. Just use them for the the Lord. <laughs> it's crazy. Keep God in life. life, bro. Keep God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think one thing that I've been dealing with. I don't know if you guys can relate, but the Holy Spirit convicted me probably like six months ago. But I was like condemning others on accident. Mm-hmm. But I have this thing where I used. I still have it, but I'm working on it. But like, it's like a point system in my head, kind of like hangman. Mm-hmm. So like someone will do something and I'll just, I'll log it. Like it's mm-hmm. tallies, tallies, but I won't say nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll mm-hmm. just like log it. And then once 
they don't have, they ran out of lives. You know, I either cut the person off or, you know, and for me, it was like the Holy Spirit was like, okay, so you're shamed. Like, not only are you not giving them the opportunity to like fix it or like hear you out, like you're also shaming them because they'll be like, oh, what happened with us? And I'm like, well, let me pull out the spreadsheet, you know, so we can get into it. But uh, it's like you're shaming them, you yeah. know. So for me, like that not having grace with others and like, because, you know, love keeps no record of wrongdoings. Right, so the yeah. fact that I was keeping a record and then doubling down on like, also, let me throw this in your face. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it was like, that's also how I was treating myself. Right. Every single time I'd mess up or make a mistake, even if I was walking right, it's like, all right, log it, log it. And then at the end of the day, like, that's what I'm thinking about. I'm not even thinking like, what did you do right, Michaela? You yeah. know, what did you get through? It's like, no, I'm going through my list and my spreadsheet of like all the things that I did wrong, you know, and shaming myself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's something yeah. that I'm really having to deal with mm-hmm. and work through. I don't think it's a bad thing that you are aware of how... So for context, explain to me, you mean you're saying that if somebody did something wrong to you or in general? No, to, it means to me. To you? Yeah. Okay, so I don't think it's unwise to... Uh, you know, obviously love keeps no record of wrong, but that doesn't mean forget or don't see the wrong. Right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So pay attention to the wrong that they do, but just don't hold that against them. Right. Right? The Bible also says... Love keeps no record of wrong, but it also says forgive quickly, mm-hmm. right? So that's how you keep no record of wrong. Yeah, You forgive the person for the sin that they committed, but you say, okay, I know that you're struggling in this area. I can't be around you right now because you're not, one, you're not making, one, my baby leap. Two, you're not benefiting uh, the seed that God has planted in me mm-hmm. for uh, a, a ripe harvest. Yeah, We got to be planted by the living water and the living water could be our friends. You know, Facts. so, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like also to the point, well, to what I'm dealing with, it was the also the like not speaking up, like not mm. telling them. And that's where the shame of like expressing my emotions or feeling like, okay, this bothered me. And it's valid that it bothers you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay that it bothers you. So you can say something about it, you know, mm-hmm. but that was, there was even shame in that. And like, hey, can I pull you to the side and let you know something that you did that hurt my feelings? Yeah. You know, like that was yeah. hard and there was shame even behind that. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, we've talked about like internal shame and us dealing with shame, but like, what happens when like you're the one being shamed? You know, mm-hmm. someone is shaming you mm-hmm. or condemning you. It's different. Hey man, we going to the church? We going to? Are we going? Hey, go, we go, go wherever you want to go. <laughs> Listen, man, I feel like there's a lot of uh, how can I call them? Uh, let's say religious, right? There are a lot of religious uh, ministers. Uh, pastors, uh, thing, people in that realm, right? That will shame you for doing something that is not, uh, in their eyes, normal or uh, <laughs> spiritually safe, right? Uh, God, 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 God. <laughs> yeah, God has not called us to be like safe. Like God has called us, we're safe in him. But when we take steps like that are bold and when we take steps that are, are radical, radical faith is not what you see every day. Yeah. You know, radical faith is going to challenge people that are used to seeing a specific thing over and over and over. So for, uh, you know, like right now, there's an influx of very powerful, very impactful people that are tatted up, very powerful people that have a past of 
uh, I was an ex witch or warlock or whatever, but they are impactful in the kingdom right now. So stop shaming them, one, for what they've done in a season that is not who they are right now, mm -hmm. before they knew God. And two, uh, stop shaming them for decisions they made that have nothing to do with you. Yeah. Like, relax on that, please. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I'm not feeling good. that. Yeah. Like, one, one of the first verses I memorized, I don't know why, but Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and fall short yeah. of the glory of God. All. That just levels the playing field every mm -hmm. single time right. in my mind. All have sinned. Yeah. You know, no one is better than the other. Everybody has sinned or have the ability to sin as well. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, well, shaming somebody else, like like standing in God's view of somebody, you know, you, you can't do that. Yeah, because you, really, you shaming somebody else because you're ashamed of something in you. That's mm -hmm. the thing. You know, bro. what are you hiding behind? Absolutely. You're hiding behind that shame because you have a voice or a microphone in your hand, mm -hmm. and that microphone does not articulate who you are in the spirit. Yeah, that microphone is not a, a emblem to say because I have the mic, I have more power than you. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, that's a lie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and when it comes to like the mics and the platform, especially in our day and age with social media, like someone's gonna shame you. Someone's gonna For put sure. something in the comments to bring something up. You know what I mean? From either from your past or even just like an insecurity. Like someone is going to trigger you and shame you. Yeah. I feel like that's why it's so important to stay like ward up and like. To know who really like who you are, you know, because yeah. it's gonna it's gonna come even outside the church, just sure. in everyday life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. How about you, Zay? Um, what was the question again? How about uh, well, it was uh, like when <laughs> we're <laughs> when we're experiencing external yeah. shame. I think um, unfortunately, like you were saying, Rick, we do see it a lot in the church. Um, I think. You know, if you've listened to this whole conversation, like shame has not provided any type of like good results. It keeps a person bound. It keeps a person in a bad state of mind. Um, I want to encourage people to not to take a different approach. If you see that somebody, there's nothing wrong with correction. Mm -hmm. You see that somebody's doing something that is not correct, you can call them out on it, but from a place of love and from a place of I want to see you do better, mm -hmm. not from a place of I'm putting you down, I'm shaming you, you shouldn't be doing this, yada yada yada. Okay. Correction, that's fine, but let's, okay, how about help that person come up with a plan to like stop doing what they're doing? Yeah. Um, it's also, it's easier to, um, for a person to receive correction when you're open with them as well. Damn. Like even when I was, I keep going back to this, when I was struggling with porn, bro, you were being open about like your past struggles too. Mm -hmm. So like it, it created a space for me to be open and then there was finally some, some breakthrough there. Yeah. But if I'm the holier than thou guy at the church, you shouldn't do that. How are they even supposed to believe you? Because right. yeah. ain't nobody perfect. Right. All falls short of the glory of God. Mm -hmm. Let's practice being more open so that these people can even receive your correction. Mm -hmm. yeah. And will no longer be taken as shame. It will actually be taken as accountability. You know, somebody that really wants to see you win. We got to change like that. I don't know if it's just the way that we communicate with each other, but there's no problem. Again, there's no problem with correction. It's the way that we go about it. And mm -hmm. I feel like... If we were to be able to change that, we would see a lot of different people, especially young people, because we're the ones that are usually the most offended with church. There's a lot of church hurt, mm -hmm. especially in our generation. Yeah. Um, and it's just by the way that they talk to us. Some people legitimately don't want to see you do better and want to just rag on you. Yeah. Other yeah. people might have wanted to, but they it, they weren't even taught how to communicate correction well. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about changing that kind of conversation. It's not about you know not calling somebody out, because some folk be tripping. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're not wrong. That's great. You're not yeah. wrong. 
I think I just want to like speak to the person that maybe doesn't even know how to identify their shame or like condemnation. And maybe you feel like a heaviness or you've, you just don't know what it is. Cause sometimes that starts like in the household, you know, and like you might think you're a perfectionist or a people pleaser just cause, but no, like something happened in the household. Like if you were constantly like condemned or like, like shaking the finger, like as a child, you know, you are going to like carry that with you. So when you're in your adult relationships, you're going to think like, wow, yeah, they, they should talk to me like that. Or I should feel that way, you know, I should feel that heaviness, that level, you know. Mm -hmm. So I pray that like you guys are able to actually identify your shame and your condemnation and really like sit with that without shame. Mm -hmm. Because that in itself will bring shame once you realize what it is. So don't do it with, with, you do without shame. But I feel good. Y'all feel good? Yeah. 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 That was good. Got a little deep. Mm-hmm. But I feel it like did. we need to go there. Yeah, but I also yeah. feel like a weight was lifted off. Agreed. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. Same, yeah. actually. Yeah. Same. Yeah. It's the monkey's not in the room exactly. anymore. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I hope you guys feel the same way at home. I feel like I just want to seal this in prayer. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Sure. Rick? Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. No question. Uh, Father God, uh, first and foremost, we thank you for being our father. We thank you being the one for being the one that created. Um, and when you created, you, you created us. You made it us. You made us in your image, Father God. So first I ask that we will see ourselves the way you see us, God. God. Um, Give us eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to receive your love. um, And let us be beacons and lights uh, for that love. God, I pray for the person right now that's struggling with uh, condemnation and shame, God. First of all, we rebuke that over their life right now in the name of Jesus. If you are watching this, you don't have to settle for that. That is not your identity. That is not your name. God has called you. He has a purpose and a plan for you. So we rebuke any spirit. We, right? Shoot, we rebuke the spirit of rejection. We rebuke the spirit of fear. We rebuke anything that has tried to come against your child, God, your daughter, your son, Father God. We thank you that you have seen them past this moment. And shame can't live here anymore. Condemnation cannot live here anymore. They will see themselves properly and they will see others the right way, God. I thank you so much for their heart. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. You will give them vision. You will give them foresight, insight, God. They will hear your voice. They will surrender, God. Lay all of the burdens down, God. We will cast our cares unto you. We will take up the yoke of righteousness, God. We are called righteous in your eyes, God. So I, I really, I feel that strongly that we need to see ourselves properly. And when we see ourselves properly, shame has nowhere to be. It has no home. Mm -hmm. It's not welcome in this body, these temples that you have given us, Father God. I pray that we steward our temples the right way. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, that we will walk worthy of the call and we will steward our temples the right way, Father God. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I pray that this bless someone and spread the love. Thank you, Jesus. We love you and we honor you. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Rick. I hope you guys enjoyed this as much as we enjoyed it. Make sure to tap in with us on Discord, Instagram, all of our social media. All the link you need should be in the bio. With that being said, I hope you join us next time for another episode of the Generation One Podcast. Oh, yeah. Bye, y'all. Peace.